It is a flurry of Friday, or maybe just like a little bit of flurry of Friday, depending on where you are around the region. Some flakes falling in Northwest. Kelly Collis, you just told me um, a really interesting calendar fact as well. It is a week until Christmas. Because remember yesterday we talked about it, it was a week until my birthday, and my birthday was Christmas Eve. Now it's only six days till your birthday. <laughs> yeah, so we are in the final stretch. I am going to be running around doing some last-minute shopping this weekend. Mm-hmm. We've got some um, poo-poo platter headlines. <laughs> we have some breaking news coming out of the, the Capitals organization of a player that's not going to be um, playing next season. Uh, also, uh, it is an 80s Fantastics reboot of TV shows that are coming out. Um, and then... I can't believe we're saying this, but we've got a bunch of movies that are coming out on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And you can watch them in your underwear. <laughs> some of them. Without getting them. in trouble. <laughs> you know. Plus, uh, some people really don't like our beloved DC holiday spots. It's quite remarkable. We'll get into that coming up, too. Live Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, so uh, the big breaking news is the Caps player we thought was going to be playing for the Caps is now not playing for the Caps, and everyone's sending him well wishes. What's going on, Kel? This is, um, I actually learned it from Courtney Lachlan's Instagram yesterday. Mm. Of course, she's our uh, official hockey correspondent. But Henrik Lundqvist is not going to be playing with the Capitals. He was coming in to play goalie. It was a big deal. He's known as, quote unquote, the king. He had been playing uh, for the Rangers for most of his professional career. He's got an Olympic gold medal. I mean, this guy is uh, it was really exciting to see him come to D.C. He's got a um, heart condition. And after consulting with his doctors, he uh, posted on his Instagram that it's not with everything that's going on um, with the pandemic. He thought it was uh, too risky for him to take the ice this season. That's wild because he yeah. also came into town too, and like he was posting videos with his kids playing in Georgetown. Like he was yeah. really excited to be part of the DC landscape. Yeah, and he was going to be one of those personalities that you know, kind of. He just he's just a lot of fun to watch. He's not an introvert by any means. Uh, the Capitals then did release a, a, a press release shortly after that was posted saying that they support his decision and the health of the players is always um, their number one concern and priority. Which is important. Um, and, you know, Ted Leonsis, the owner, put out a statement as well. But, like, what happens now? Because we kind of need a goalie. <laughs> right? Um, like, they brought him in because Hopi left, and so they brought him in to be the goalie, and now are they just going to, like, play open net all next season? No, they're not going to play open net. They, we're going to have Locker on next week. We'll break it down. She's got the inside scoop. This is not a sports show. Let's not get ourselves into trouble about talking about things we don't know about. <laughs> I'm just wondering is all. Um, I, things we do know about, though, are terrible 80s shows that are coming back. They're not. Oh, but you're <laughs> <wrong>, Tommy. <laughs> These two headlines I saw this morning, and I was like, what? So um, L.A. Law is apparently there's a sequel. It's not necessarily a reboot, right? There's a different. We're learning the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. That, of course, is Blair Underwood. This was like his. This was his breakout role back in the '80s when he played um, uh, Jonathan Rollins was his character. Um, he is returning for the sequel, and apparently, he's um, 
become a little bit more conservative and um, is continuing the role. And of course, he's going to have a character that's a millennial that kind of challenges his political views. Oh, (laughs) that's the plot line. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Can't get that anywhere else. So I'm really glad Ellie Law is bringing it back. (laughs) Um, Also, Little House in the Prairie apparently is getting a reboot. Um, uh, um, you know, this, this was a big deal. This is actually, I barely remember this cause this was like seventies into like the early eighties. Uh-huh. Um, and of course it's based on a book series about a family living on, uh, the prairie in Minnesota on, uh, based on a, the wildly popular books, uh, Laura Wilder. And, um, I don't know if Melissa Gilbert is making a re- return. I believe Michael Landon, who played the father, is no longer on this planet. So uh, it will be interesting. Also, fun fact, Laura Ingalls Wilder also becomes more conservative in her views, and a younger <laughs> prairie millennial questions her about all the prairie things. Is that, it's funny how those, those two storylines, there's no new storylines in Hollywood, so they're just doing the same thing. <laughs> that, is, that is fake news, <laughs> but I do appreciate the humor. I remember watching Little House on the Prairie in elementary school when, like, the teacher was just tired or hungover or angry and just was like, here, we're doing this today, kids. And they would, like, roll the TV on the cart in and be like, we're, there's education, history, something, something, PBS. We're doing this. <laughs> well, it is based on a book series. So maybe instead of reading the book, you, you watch that. That was probably it. Yeah, that, that's where it all started. That. And then I used to, I, I watched Mouse on the Motorcycle, too, and never read that one. So, you know. <laughs> Two wildly different stories. But Two yeah. very different stories. <laughs> we got a rounded education at St. Jude's Elementary School, my friend. I'm sure. Um, speaking of educating kids and speaking of, like, you know, kids needing that, that, that multimedia experience, Kelly, there's a brand new musical that is just the intersection of all the D.C. things. So it's about Go-Go, the official music of Washington. It's about brain science. And um, it is, you know, in a pandemic, a stage show that is now going virtual. So the show uh, is called Finding Rhythm. And it's just got, it's got so much going on with it because it all got started when this woman won a grant from the D.C. uh, Council for the Arts and Humanities. And she put together a show telling kids and families how your brain grows with music. So there it is. It's called um, Finding Rhythm. And it is out. It's starting on Saturday. Where would one find this? On the internet. I was trying to find the package. Here it is. In my opinion, what makes Go-Go specific to DC is not just the sound, not just the swing, but the stories that are being told by those who make the music from Washington, DC. Because the sound comes from a people, the people being from Africa. They didn't just appear in the US. Come on all my friends. Finding the intersection of children's entertainment, go-go, and brain science, something that can only happen in D.C. For the past 20 years, I've been studying how music, specifically rhythm, uh, shapes the brain during development from the earliest days, from infancy. In the last nine months, it's been all about, like, what is learning right now and what is connection right now? And, and music and rhythm have a huge role in, in how and whether children are learning and connecting. And adults, too. Originally meant to be a stage show funded by a grant from D.C.'s Commission on the Arts and Humanities, debuts as a virtual performance on Saturday and has evolved with the music being released as an EP in the coming weeks. With us 
not doing the performance on stage and it being online, there are now more communities that we can immediately touch and impact. Do you think that this is a musical that the parents will learn as much as the kids do? Yes, I, I think it's even more Im important for the parents. Some some people may not understand why their children react the way they do um, or why they may be, be as creative as they are. We would love to bring it in the classroom. And so we're working on uh, some curriculum de development around that to really help teachers and caretakers bring these rhythms into the classrooms, into the daycare centers, into their homes with their own children because we know that it grows the brain because we know that it's a, a, a tool for healing as well. So you can search Finding Rhythm Musical on YouTube and it uh, debuts, they have like a, a virtual performance at three o'clock on Saturday, which is tomorrow, which will be five days till Christmas, six days till Christmas, five days till Kelly's birthday, what I meant to say. Um, and then they're gonna have an EP out in early next year with all the music from it. Very cool. Yeah, very cool made in DC thing. Sorry, I was all discombobulated. I had the wrong file up, but we we got it done. Made it happen. <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of, of, of Christmas Day, a bunch of movies are coming out, and some of them you'll be able to watch from home, but there's actually movies that are being released in the theater, hmm. if you can believe that. So um, we already know Wonder Woman, of course, is coming Christmas Day. Yes, so excited for that. Yeah, especially here in D.C., we're really excited because a lot of it was filmed right in our backyard. Um, and then, Tommy, you know the movie that um, we talked about a couple weeks ago about the dead babies that's coming yeah. out in Disney? It's so weird. You're missing out on the joys of life, like uh, pizza. I can't smell. We can't, we can't taste either. All that stuff is in your body. No smell, no taste. Or touch. See? It, no smell, fun. no taste. I wonder what that is. And now they have COVID? No, no. It's, you know, it's not about COVID, Kelly. It's about babies that weren't born yet. <laughs> so basically, they're like the, the like spirit and soul of people gets like plopped into people. It's a very Pixar thing, right? And then this guy dies, but he like gets off the escalator to heaven and gets put with the babies that are going to be put back into people. It's a very weird movie from what we've only seen. Babies, right, yeah. I know. It's, it's just very bizarre. I mean, they're technically not alive yet, so I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> okay. So that movie's being released, and then Sylvie's Love is coming out on Amazon Prime. It's a love story taking place in Harlem. Um, it has got music in it. It's It's got a lot of buzz around it. Um, and then there's actually movies coming out in the theater you might have seen on TV because I know in the last couple days there's been a big push. Your boy Tom Hanks has a movie. Yeah, he does. Love and that he, guy. News Where of the Tom World. Hanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tommy. That's not a um, snapshot of the uh, movie. Yeah, it is. I'm Jumiel Gabanji and I are starring with Tom Hanks in a new movie called Inside the Tent. <laughs> well, this one takes place during the Civil War, so that. <laughs> oh. That yeah, we were we, we were out of costume. Um, and then there's uh, Pinocchio is coming out, and um, Pinocchio the, is coming out. Yeah, there's this has been it was slated to come out like months ago. It's it's a it's got humans in it. It's not a cartoon. Oh, it's a live action. A live action, yes. Who plays I mean, Pinocchio? Do I even want to know? No, it's some Italian guy. I don't. I didn't recognize any of the names. The one thing I did read about Pinocchio is that they used real. It's no. There's no CGI in Pinocchio's nose. Yeah, they use like, like makeup and like he really literally has like this thing that grows. How? I don't, 
I don't know. It's Hollywood. They put like it's mechanical. I don't know. Do they, but they had to have like had did like is there like a headband that he would have to wear to strap the fake nose onto his head? You know what, Tommy? You could you could read all about it later on your right. own time. <laughs> so now I'm now I'm interested in how they made Pinocchio's nose grow. And it seems like a seems like they went really out of the way. They could have just CGI'd that. Um, another movie that's coming out about Italy is the Truffle Hunters. And I was like Googling what it was about, and it's literally about truffle hunting. I thought it was like a code word for something, but mm-hmm. it's literally about this uh, group of men that are searching for truffles in Italy. And are, is there like a cartel after them or something? <laughs> well, you know how expensive truffles are, so I'm yeah. sure, sure there's some hijinks that happens that makes it a movie. The Truffle Hunters. Yes, and so those are all in the theater. You actually have to get your butt to a movie theater, which I thought we weren't supposed to do, but I guess we can. I don't really know. I think the ones that are going to be in the theaters are the movies that they think are going to win awards because the award um, bodies like the Oscars and the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press and all of them still you still have to be screened in a movie theater okay. to be um, up for the a lot of the honor uh, the awards. So that's why I think like um, like Netflix has some like some movies coming out uh, like uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is uh, with. Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman's final performance. That is also premiering in a couple theaters, but mostly it's like a Netflix thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so Wonder Woman just threw in the towel, I guess, and the Dead Baby movie. <laughs> it's called Soul. <laughs> it's about dead people. And they can't smell or taste it. By the way, that's like just not appropriate right now. <laughs> well, listen, if they weren't born yet, I'm not sure they're dead. I think it's like whatever it's before or alive. Then well, you said uh, he fell off the es- escalator. Oh, yeah, that he is dead, but the other ones aren't. So this is where it's like Beetlejuice meets Boss Baby. Like, it's very weird. Okay. Whatever. I, I mean, I, I don't know. You could <laughs> maybe check it out and enjoy it. Um, I wanted to flag for you, Kelly, that there are people who have come to our city to be tourists or even people who live here who don't really like very much our most prized holiday spots. And I just love this. So DCist did this whole story. Two of their reporters went down a very deep dive, did a really um, in-depth investigation, and they found the meanest Yelp reviews about (laughs) holiday destinations in the district. And I just, way to go, way to go, DCist. Just way to go. Can I I share some with you? I, I can't wait to see it. All right, so the National Cathedral. I know how much you love it, right? It's a, I live in the shadows of it. It's a favorite to you, but not to everyone. I would rather have been <laughs> patted up by the burning bush and swallowed by a whale than spend another minute in the National <laughs> Cathedral. What? That's horrible. It's so beautiful. And then it's got this beautiful vantage point that you can look out into the monuments. Okay. Not right. not that person. They didn't like it very much. Um, and I want to give all the credit to DCist on this because it's so brilliant. I'm so annoyed I didn't think of it, and it's so funny. And plus, they have a team that has that much time. How about ice at Gaylord at National Harbor? That's that's a usual holiday tradition. Yes. <laughs> I might agree with this review. <laughs> Somebody not very happy about it. I went this morning, <laughs> and I have been sad <laughs> ever since. <laughs> 
I went this morning and I've been sad ever since. <laughs> Wait, why would you be sad? I mean, it is pretty. It's very cold. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's very cold. The ice is beautiful, but then they, like, cart you into the gift shop and then they, like, have screaming kids who can't, like, get all the things from the gift shop. And Oh, my God. I have so lot. much crap from that gift shop over the years taking my kids there. Thank God they got over that. <laughs> How about this one? The ice rink in Georgetown. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, here we go. Let me bring this up for you here. I wish I don't think it's open this year. The rink is a libertarian Republican nightmare where there are no rules and no investment in infrastructure. Oh my god! So that's—I mean—that is—that is not wrong. It is <laughs> chaos ensues. There's there's no one in charge. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, how about the national menorah? What do you say we take a look at that one? Oh, is this gonna make me uncomfortable? I don't know. I just—it's it, on the list. Let's make it happen. The menorah. Who designed that monstrosity? <laughs> it is really big. <laughs> what do you think? It's like at least a story. Oh, it's a huge menorah. Yeah. But yeah, they, who designed that monstrosity? <laughs> they should have given credit to these commenters, so we could all go figure them out later. Oh, to keep it equal opportunity, how about the Mormon temple? What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> no no it pops up out of nowhere it pops up out of nowhere and scares the hell out of me <laughs> oh my goodness wow i mean it does like you're, you're going around the beltway and then it's just like it's there yep yep okay. the national christmas tree what do you say we check out that one too is this like the current one or is this I think it's just in general. I don't know when you know they probably went back through the archives of all the Yelp reviews. Okay. All in all, it just feels like someone said, "Okay, it's time to put this up again." You, intern, <laughs> go throw it up. <laughs> oh, that's not true. It is in the National Park Service, doesn't they have? A, don't they have a team of people that make sure it happens? Yes, um, but it, it is kind of like a like a net of lights because they've been trying to be very sustainable in years in, in current years about like keeping it. Um, keeping it sustainable and they want it to be very uniform where like some years the Rockefeller tree looks a little bit more hardy than others. <laughs> here they were just like, nope, government, we're just doing it. This is going to how it's looking to look every year. <laughs> you can change the colors of the lights if you'd like, but that's about and go. That's <laughs> the Kennedy funny. Center, Kelly, that's also a holiday favorite. Still happening. <laughs> Stop funding crony corrupt activities like arts and crafts. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I have again. If you're just joining us, way to go, DCist. I've read this article no less than ten times, and I laugh every time. And you um, know, what? DCS is literally written for people like you. Totally <laughs> living in the city, millennials. Yep. One final one. How about we take a look at zoo lights? Normally, you drive through the National Zoo. There's all the lights. This year, there's a zoo lights truck that's broken down a couple times. Yep. It's made the swings through all eight wards. I believe tonight, Friday, they're going through ward seven and eight is what I believe is happening. And the zoo lights review. The quality of cookies has decreased considerably <laughs> the last two years. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> very funny. <laughs> You know what they say about opinions? Everyone's got one. <laughs> oh, thanks, Eska. Yeah, there you go, Tommy. <laughs> My laugh is giving you life. <laughs> your That's PSA. what we're here for. Uh -huh. That's what we're here for. Oh my goodness. Um, I've got some other things to tell you about, Kelly. 
I went down a uh, deep dive. It's a Tommy and Kelly show investigative report that I want to present to you next. Plus, plus, something came to my house that I think you're going to be very interested in, Kelly. But since it came to my house and we can't really see each other anymore, I don't know if you're ever going to get it. And it has to do with baseball. You're mean. You're the Grinch right now. <laughs> You're mean. <laughs> <laughs>